Are you ready, Ma? I'm ready, Erin. Let's go. Let's go to Burma. 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 I was going to look up what Burma is called now, and I forgot. Oh, all right. Well, you keep going, and I'll see if I can find it. This week we're doing the 1957 classic. Minimar! What? What is it? Min- Minimar! That place where they're having that, that genocide. Yikes, politically indelicate. Well, Bridge Over the River Kwai. Yes. Yes. It, um, did I say 1957? 1957. Okay, give us the particulars, Columbia Pictures Joint. Columbia Joint. Let's see. Where are my notes? Here they are. Directed by one David Lean. Did you know of David Lean? Yes. David Lean is a heavy hitter, guys. He's a heavy hitter director. This is why we have Aaron. Um, you may know him from some of his follow-up films, such as 1962's Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, hello. Dr. Shivago. Oh, hello. A Passage to India. Don't know. I don't either. He was voted the ninth greatest director of all time by British Film Institute Sight and Sound. Wow. If I may say, using the parlance of our times... David Lean ain't nothing to fuck with. Oh, hello. I'm just saying, this guy is a professional. Um, Alrighty then. He's a lot of your favorite director's favorite director. Hmm. Wow. It was based on a novel, Le Pont de la Rivière Quai, 1952, by Pierre Boulet. Oui, oui. I apologize for all of my pronunciation. It sounded pretty good. It was written by Carl Foreman and Michael Wilson. Carl Foreman wrote High Noon. Michael Wilson also wrote A Place in the Sun, Planet of the Apes. Both of these gentlemen were blacklisted. So there's more to this story that we'll get to later. Yeah, there's so much trivia. It's produced by Sam Spiegel. Um, I don't know. The other movies that this guy has produced include On the Waterfront and Lawrence of Arabia. So you produce... Two of which we are going to do in the future. I know. You produce On the Waterfront, Lawrence of Arabia, and Bridge on the River Kwai. I mean, you must know a little something. Gotta know something. So there are my particulars. Oh, and it was starring William Holden. He was a World War II vet. He was also in Sabrina, Sunset Boulevard, The Wild Bunch, Network, um, Alec Guinness. You may know him for a small, inconsequential role of Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. Maybe you've heard of that. He was also in Lawrence of Arabia and Dr. Two heavy hitters right there. Yeah, I mean, these guys, big time. Um, There's Jack Hawkins. He was also in Lawrence of Arabia. He was in Ben-Hur. And I forgot to write down the other people. Because 
Uh, every role is important, but uh, these two are the biggest parts of this shindig. Right. Now, can I just say before we get into this? You may. This is a bit of a long film, but it doesn't really feel like super long. I was into it. I just based on you know the time constraints of today i you know i had a wedding that i had to get up and see at a quarter to four so i was not able to stay up late to watch it yeah you know but i will say that this is one of those these movies people where i suggest you hit pause and you go watch it yeah i mean uh, put it on and if you have other things to do then great it is two and a half hours, two hours and 40 minutes. It is, but I I felt that it kind of moved at a great clip and that I was entertained. It doesn't it doesn't slow down. Mm-hmm. I was I got sucked into the story and I was like, oh, well, this is quite interesting. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize how British it was. I, I thought Pretty British. Yeah, I thought this was my pick for for uh, heading into Memorial Day, and I'm like, huh, this is a really super British film. A lot of British but the allies sensibilities. were in it. Yes, there was an American in it, William Holden. But there's a lot of British, like so much so that it really made me laugh. I was like, this Alec Guinness in this movie is. He is quintessentially British to me. He is. <laughs> he's so freaking uh, he's British. He's one who would have been squirming in his seat a bit during the um, sermon in the wedding today. Oh, <laughs> the whole, I could feel the <clears throat> whole country of England just like, what is going on? And I'm like, oh, Please, that ain't nothing. This is, you are so lucky, people. Yeah. He was given a timeline, and he almost stuck to it, I think. Uh, I was thinking, does the queen have a hook? But it was so good. It It, was was, fantastic. I was so happy to see that up in the royal wedding. I was just like, damn. I read somewhere it said it was more, the royal wedding was more black than the Oscars. It was. That's true, yeah. It really, really was. So, so well done. So she f- was totally equally represented. Yeah. Um, because a- along with the stiff upper lip. If you notice, the whole walk up to the wedding was always how Meghan Markle is mixed race. She's mixed race. And I just thought that was hilarious. I'm like, uh-huh. She's black. I said it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. That's what she is. she showed the world what it's like to go to church in a black church. Well, she gave the kindest version. She gave just a sprinkle. Because, I mean. And when the choir started moving, it was like, oh, 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 okay. Yeah, but there was no band. There was no drummer. They didn't jump the broom. Which they did not I, jump I the broom. I texted that, that to Poppy. Hysterical. I was like, oh, if they jump the broom, I'm like, I call it. That's it. I think that if she wanted to, I think Harry would have jumped the broom with her. Yep. Ah, it was it was fantastic. All right. It was. <laughs> okay. but uh, So we're going to move on to 
1943 Burma. Yes. And the al- uh, so this is this is the synopsis. Oh wait, before you get to the synopsis, let me just say that David Lean, he is known for his epics. Now at the time, and we'll get more into this in trivia, but this was his first big epic and You'll notice he does a lot of long shots. His shots are very complicated. They're, they're always framed impeccably, and there's a lot of information going into them. Very lush, beautiful vistas, I would yeah. call them. Yeah. Or really harsh environments. Okay, true, true. But the, the sun, at this point, the sun never set upon the British Empire. That's true. Although, it wasn't looking too good in 1943, I guess. It was, yeah. The sun may be setting. Yeah. Had, had, um, had Edward abdicated by then? What, 1943? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he must have because, because Elizabeth's say- father was king during the war. Oh. Yeah, that was that was. So it was the all the same. Up. It was all this time frame. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So Allied commandos are dispatched deep into the jungle of Burma to blow up a strategic bridge built by the British POWs. So that's the gist of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it starts with um, jungle sounds, and uh, two. Did it? Ha- I'm sorry, people. Did it have two birds flying at the beginning? Yeah, there were birds flying. There's a lot of, a lot of, you know, this is a harsh environment. And it's 43, so um, there are crosses marking graves. I mean, handmade crosses marking a lot of graves. You see a railroad. You see, uh, you hear a train. You see a train full of military troops. You see lots of troops working, and you see that a Japanese uh, commander is in charge. I, honestly, I don't even know. Do you know that they're troops, or do they look like slaves? Well, the, it, uh, um, I knew they were troops just because of based on the synopsis, but their clothes are totally tattered. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have any uniforms left. If you hadn't read the re- yeah, if you hadn't read the synopsis, you would just think that. Well, these people are not being paid a decent living wage for the work they are doing. And and that's true. And they were quite tanned from working in the hot sun. Yes, they it were was hot. baked. They and were humid. Sweating. Oh, so humid. Uh, so you see prisoners of war building something. They're sk- skinny. They're undernourished. Uh, and uh, they're walking through the jungle. And Sir Alec Guinness is in the lead, and it's obvious he is in charge. Yes. Now, are they marching? They are not yet. Okay. I think they're going through the jungle. Oh, okay. Okay. So then we cut to the POW camp where William Holden is making a cross for a grave. And... Um, he gives one of the Japanese guards a lighter because um, he could bribe one of the guards to to give him a little bit more. And it's obvious he's not he's not real into uh, 
he was an officer, but he wasn't really into paying attention to the rules or uh, he was a wild card. Yeah, he, that's perfect. He, this guy's a wild card. He gives him a lighter because he wants to go in sick bay. And the Japanese guy is like, oh, where'd you get this lighter from? He doesn't say it, but he says it with his eyes. And William Holden's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't steal it off a dead guy, which he totally did steal it mm -hmm. off a dead guy. He says, the dead guy willed it to me right before he died. And he didn't give a chance to give it to me. So when I saw it, I took it because it is rightfully mine. You know, but anyways, that's semantics. What do you say about putting me on the sick bay? Hmm? And some of you assume that's Aaron talking uh, Aaronese because that's what she does. But no, this this was Will, William Holden's character. William Holden was, was an Aaron Bush. He he channeled Aaron Bush in his performance. He I was said, talking. I said, William Holden, get out of my head with all your comments. <laughs> Okay, he wanted to. He and his buddy wanted to go to sick bay because they could actually get out of the sun and lay around for a little while. Well, also they had a, an idea. Yeah, they did. They were working on something. They were working on an idea, and then you hear whistling. Yeah, they were whistling that. And it was all British POWs, and they were on their way marching into this POW camp in formation. Mm. Yes. And you think, yeah, there are some of them. There turned out to be lots. It looked lots to be. Lots of them. I, I'm embarrassed as an army brat to not know, but it looked like a battalion? Could be. I don't know. An infantry? Uh. Our our expert is I not don't know. Uh, on with us right now. It was a grip. I'll tell you that. It was a grip. <laughs> it was a it was a whole lot of mofos. <laughs> then we meet the Japanese commander whose name is Saito. Saito. Yeah. And he salutes Nicholson, who is the Guinness character. Well sometimes see, I this is the way that I read this. Oh, okay. These guys, these guys are POWs and they, most of the time I'm going, I have nothing to base this on, but I would just assume that most of the time when POWs come into camp, they are like dragging their feet, limping because they're probably real hurt. Uh, morale's real down. They're, real low. Yeah, they're just straggling in. There's no formation. There's nothing. They're just like, uh, you know, like uh, when you got a like a Monday morning, but like a Monday morning in hell, like so much worse. And they're like, oh, I don't want to be there. And these guys, yeah, these guys are hurt. They don't have shoes, and they they are in line. They're whistling, but they're not. They're still disorganized because they're not um, tight. But still, the fact that they are, this is how they are entering a POW camp. It's a bit of a flex. It isn't a bit of a flex. It's a big flex. They're coming in saying, look, you got us this time. But we're, we're not going to, we're going to march into here. Because we are still soldiers. We're not prisoners. We're soldiers. That's right. And so 
the the Japanese guy, I feel like he was looking like, who do they think they are? Definitely. Coming Definitely. into my camp, whistling a tune in formation, looking all raggedy, like your ass is mine. Who do you think you are? But all right, I'm not going to pop off yet because... um. I'm just gonna let the. I'm just. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna buy my time. I'm gonna be back in the cut, but I, I'm probably gonna have to slap a bitch. That's what he's well, thinking. That does happen? But he was trying to put his best tiny foot forward. <laughs> uh, he he uh, actually stands on a box, and the the purpose of that is because he was going to be taller than anybody else there. Well, yeah, he's the man. This is his camp. I run this camp. I run this. So let me get up on a box so that you can, everyone has to look up to me and I look down on you because this is mine. This is my kingdom. In case you don't know, this is an island. I run this. He, he wishes he had Andrew Trainer's stature. So, so he do. welcomes the POWs to Camp 16. They're here to, to build the bridge over the River Kwai. And he tells them, if you work hard, you'll be treated well. If you do not work hard, you'll be punished. Oh, by the way, <laughs> this is an island. Escape is impossible. Yeah. You don't see barbed wire. You don't see fences because it's nothing but water around here. Yeah, where are you going to so. go? He's, he goes, where, where are you going to go, people? We, yeah, we don't have guards. You don't have any of that. You want to go out there? You're British. You want to go out into this jungle and think you can survive? And then it's an island. Where are you swimming to? Nowhere. So I hope you enjoyed your little whistle tune information. <laughs> well, I run this. So Sir Alec Guinness is, is telling him, well, you do know, sir, sir, that the use of officers in forced labor is forbidden by the Geneva Convention. This nerd. <laughs> Alec Guinness is just says, whoa, well, you know, <laughs> you know, my men will work for you, but officers don't work because of the Geneva Conventions. And in my head, I'm thinking, I didn't think there were rules in war. But I guess. Yeah, well, there are, but they're not supposed to. I mean, they're supposed to be followed. Well, I guess it, now I can say it. Um, this is an error in the film because the Geneva, Japan was not a signatory in the Geneva Conventions until 1953. Uh. And they were pretty well known and they were notorious for their horrible treatment of POWs during World War II. Hence the need to get them to sign on to the Geneva Convention. So when he's all spouting off about the Geneva Convention, home slice should have just been like, well, I, I didn't sign that. That shit don't mean shit to me. Well, that's pretty much what Saito does. Yeah. He throws the book down and slaps it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then it, it's one of the, the rainy, it's raining, I guess, every afternoon it downpours. And Nicholson, who I will call sometimes Nicholson, sometimes Guinness, ah. is uh, running from barracks to barracks. 
um, and to the POWs who are already there. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get a lay of the land. He wants to see who he has now assumed under his control. Because this guy, being a, a POW doesn't mean, he doesn't mean nothing to him. It means diddly to him. He's still a colonel and he still has men. So he's, Lots of truth. Yeah. And William Holden is the uh, complete opposite. I mean, he doesn't care about rules. He doesn't care about rank. He only cares about survival. getting what he wants. <laughs> Which is just to survive. How am I getting myself out of this situation? So his name is Shears, and he is an American sailor. Um, and then we meet Plimpton, who is a doctor. Yes. And so um, there is a meeting. All the officers have a meeting and um, some of them are talking about, some people are talking about an escape plan. Well, yeah, I guess, because they, they all got us, you know, they all got captured. So they're like, all right, well, the first thing that we need to do is figure out how we're going to escape. Yes. And Nicholson Guinness says, no, guys. <laughs> I know that that's usually our first modus operandi, but no. Because we're British and it's an island. He does have us on that point. And he goes, the the odds against escape are like 100 to 1. And the odds against death are even worse. That's what Holden is telling. Is Was that Holden telling him? He, well, Holden and the doctor are kind of just watching this guy be all British, and then they're trying to talk some sense into him and explain the situation of basically saying, look, you think that you struck a deal with this guy about, oh, they're going to work and they're going to be treated fairly, but that doesn't mean anything here. These, you're, they're either going to die because they're going to, like, they're going to work, be worked to death, they might get dysentery, some sort of snake fever, bites. snake bites. Snake bites. Yeah, which I'm out right there. There are typhus. So, typhus, all these diseases. They're malnourished, gangrene. gangrene. Yeah. They don't have any clothes. They don't have any food, and all they have, and all they're doing is just work, work, work. It's a recipe for disaster. It's like, you know. Why do you think that I bury the dead bodies? That's lucrative. And William Holden tells him, you know, the hope of escape is the only thing that keeps us going. Yeah. He's like, we are constantly, constantly on the hustle. And Sir Alec Guinness says, escape is against the letter of the law. There will be no talk of escape. This nerd... I mean, he ha- he hasn't even been here at night, and he's already gonna tell me how this camp is being run. <laughs> that's that's Holden. And Holden had been running the camp, so I wrote down in pristine letters. They have different points of view. <laughs> that's a nice way to say it. <laughs> to me, I was I, the Aaron Bush Holden translation is this motherfucker. <laughs> And ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for this dumb shit. So Guinness tells the the doctor he's just been in isolation too long. So it's the next day. Saito, 
um, says they have to finish the job by the 12th of May. They have to finish this bridge by the 12th of May. And um, Guinness and all of his troops had surrendered in Singapore. Well, Saito goes, you know, there, all you have is shame and dishonor. You surrendered. So you're mine. Yeah. You do what I say. And Guinness um, has a code. And, oh, that's when he slaps the, um, the Geneva Convention book out of yeah, his hand. He brings and, and it up again. Him. You know, it's like he says something that was against the code and it comes down and just slaps it out of his hand. I laughed. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so you get nerd. Yeah. Yeah. That, this is not happening. So we have two very, um, <sighs> word retrieval, oh. um, two very stuck in their own way guys. Against each other. Saito is going to do it his way. Stubborn is my word. Stubborn. Yes. And Alec Guinness is going to do it his way. So um, he tells the sergeant major, take the troops to work, but the officers aren't going to go work. <laughs> so the officers just stay there, just stand there, and the troops go off to work. And there, I, I wrote down how many there were. There were like seven. Yeah. Something officers. like that. And Saito is, he says, I don't, I don't care that they are officers. They are men and they need to go work. I don't, like, what is your, what are you not understanding? I'm speaking English to you. Right. You are, you are a being and you are a prisoner of war and you need to get out there and build this bridge. Yeah. So this truck arrives and it backs up. And it opens up, and there's a machine gun in it. Yeah, like one of them, like, tree th machine guns. It, like, wipes out a tree. Like, I don't know, like 50 caliber or something? I don't know my calibers, but yeah, it's a... we don't know. It's... It, somebody Poppy pointed that at mine. Some, somebody pointed that at me. I would say, how high you want me to jump? What, what exactly. would you like me to do, sir? And it, it was nine officers, actually. And Saito goes, you'll order your officers to work. I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, if they haven't, if you haven't ordered them to work, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to shoot out their kneecaps and they're going to die. Yeah. I'll, I'll, they, if they aren't working, they're of no use to me. So what's it going to be? Hmm? Well, watching all this is Holden and the other fellas in the sick bay. Yeah. And Holden's going, he's going to do it. This so guy. the doctor runs out and the doctor tells Saito, you're not going to get away with this. You know, this is you can't just oh, because, kill yeah, because unarmed men. They, that's why he, they had the people go, um, the other workers leave and they say, oh, why? Why is he doing that? And Holden says, because he doesn't want any witnesses. He wants fewer witnesses because he's about to do a slaughter. Right. And, you know. Alec and Guinness is stiff upper lip, trying to call his bluff. I'm like, man, the balls on this guy. Yeah, the balls on both of them. But uh, uh, Saito slaps the doctor, but he turns around and he walks back to his headquarters. And so the officers are left standing there, but they didn't get shot. Yeah. So they're standing in the sun. They are ready to pass out. I mean, they are. They have had no water. They have had no food. They are still standing at attention. 
And I kind of um, wondered why when when they were first walking in in their march, why Saito wasn't didn't see this guy leading them and say, "Nah, we we got to take this guy out." He's never come across somebody like this before, I don't think. I guess so. And maybe it, there's just too many of them. And if he took them out, then they would just overrun them. Plus, maybe. he wants this bridge built. Ah, he May does 12. need the bridge built. So he does yeah. need the people. Because if the bridge isn't built, he's going to get taken out. By himself, because that's the Japanese code. That's the Japanese code because he would be dishonored. Right. So he would, Yes. So Holden is watching all this, and he says, that kind of guts is going to get us all killed. That's what I'm saying, Holden. I said, this guy trying to be a hero here in Burma going to get us all killed. One of the officers uh, actually does drop. And uh, at this point, it's evening, and the workers are returning from work. Yeah, it's a standoff. They've just it's, literally been at a standoff for hours. The one guy falls out. Couldn't a stand anymore. standoff. Yeah. So somebody goes to Holden and says, I want Anna. I want to be part of the escape. It was one of the new guys. I think one of the new officers. And so um, all officers are sent to the... Oh, okay. So, so then... Uh, Saito comes out and he goes, okay, this is, this is how you want it. Okay, all the officers are going to the punishment hut. It's like, all right, is- I've had it. This is what you, look what you, you have now made me do this. You are making me do this to you. I just right. want it known. You exactly. all are punished. Go in the punishment hut. Go. Which is like a corrugated tin hut. Well, they call it not- the oven. Right. But this one is big enough for multiple people. Yes. And so, I mean, they're just stuck in, I can't even imagine, stuck in there. Uh, Except for Guinness. Guinness has to go to Saito's headquarters. And as he's walking in, all the British troops are yelling, you know, don't do anything to him, leave him alone. And then, in a little bit, they drag him out. and He's been beaten within an inch of his life. Oh, yeah. You want, you come up in here now this has been quite a show for Holden I mean he hasn't had anything like this to entertain him in a long time (sighs) he's missing and he goes they're gonna put him in the oven Mm -hmm. he's going to the oven I could call this a mile away and as uh, which is again a corrugated little hut little tiny where um what you what solitary uh, confinement yeah, it's like, it's like only. the hole except it's outside in the this, hole on exactly. a hill kind of like on a barren hillside surrounded by barbed wire so it's you know that it just gets so hot and humid mm-hmm. in there and it's small it's like he can't extend his legs right he can't, he can't stand, stand up and as they are putting him in the oven all the troops sing for he's a jolly good fellow. Yeah, they're really trying to because these these troops love this man. They obviously they would go to hell, which they have gone, mm-hmm. and and uh, do anything for him. Like they have his loyalty. So there is a uh, an escape attempt. I think three people are attempting to escape. Mm-hmm. 
and Holden, of course, is one. So um, Holden sees one of the guards who's running after him, and he kills him. He runs. Uh, one of the um, escapees is shot, and f actually Holden is shot. He falls into the river. And they bring back, I thought they brought back three bodies. So maybe four so I guess it was, Yeah, I guess it was four that tried to do a skate. Three bodies um, came back. They they killed three, and they assumed that Holden was shot and, and died when he hit the river. Yeah, and if he didn't, then, again, it's an island. There's no and way he escaped. He was shot, so in any of the critters on the island would get him mm -hmm. if the environment didn't so um he's out of the picture for a long time so we find out it's got to be may 12th that this bridge has to be built by they're building the bridge um guinness is still in the oven it's been three days Ooh. the doctor goes to saito and says you gotta um, i gotta get in some water or something man and the doctor says, you know, the progress on the bridge is behind schedule. And I think I can talk to him. And I think I can get him to relent and let the officers out and him out so that um, they can help with the construction. Yeah, because these, I don't know if you noticed, Saito, but these men will pretty much do anything that that man tells them to. Just and saying. Saito says, you know... Um, uh, they are messing up the bridge on purpose. They aren't building it well. And so I could have every one of them shot for sabotage. And, and the doctor says, this is true. You could. <laughs> it's true. But who's going to build your bridge? So the doctor says, you know, Colonel Nicholson is the one who should guide them. He can get them to do anything. He can get them to build a bridge that's going to stand, not keep falling over. Again, I mean, they whistled a tune into a POW camp, so that's a bit of an influence, I think. So Saito says, if the officers don't work, I'm going to close the hospital, and I'm going to send all the sick people out there, and when all of them die, it's going to be because the officers didn't work. That's not on me. <laughs> That's on Sir Alec Guinness. Yeah, that's on, that's on your boy that's in the oven that's trying to one-up me. He's trying. He just needs to show me respect. So the doctor goes, give me five minutes with Nicholson. Give me just five minutes. Five good minutes. So he goes out and uh, they open the oven. Oh, I bet it's Oh, the that. smell. There were flies. And his first question is, how are my men? And this so guy. then the doctor, the doctor tells him what Saito says. And he says, blackmail. And um, he goes and the doctor says, wouldn't officers be better working than be put in that hole? And um, Sir Alec Guinness Nicholson says, it's a matter of principle. This guy, that that's who this guy is. It's a matter of principle. I will not give in. Doesn't matter how many people have to die. Doesn't matter any consequence. No. I am not going to give in. I am not. This is how this is going. This is my, this is how this is. This is a principle. There are principles in this war, damn it. These wars are fought according to rules. So the doctor goes back and says the colonel won't give in. 
And Saito goes, well, he's responsible, not I. So the doctor comes out and he's going, are they both mad? Or am I going mad? Or is the sun making us all mad? Because this is stupid. (laughs) And Holden says, well, Holden's not. I don't know if Holden's there, but if Holden was, he would be like, um... I hate to break this to you, but this whole thing is crazy. It's war. What? Yeah. What is it good for? It's a literal pissing contest. Yes. Who is going to hold out longer? Well, we do cut to Holden, who has crawled out of the river. Buzzards are flying overhead. And he says, get back from me. I ain't dead yet. And he, he gets up and he, he has his canteen that's empty strapped to him and it's it's hitting it's banging against everything as he's walking and he finds a village of course because uh-huh. he always lands on his feet i'm holding and the people take him in because he's charming he is charming and, and um yeah okay and he's american he's, he's a charming american man he's got blue eyes yeah you know I mean, this is this is his time in America. It is. His shirt is off, which I have some trivia about. Oh. And so he's well built. He's got those blue eyes. He's got a gorgeous suntan, truth be told. He does. I mean, if it isn't for this whole war POW gunshot wound escaping thing, he'd have a lot going for him. He still does because the, the the town t- the village took him in. Yeah, they, they, we're back at Saito, who's yelling at the head of the bridge building, and he's saying it's too slow. We're behind schedule. They have a little replica, a little model of the bridge, and there there are little flags on one side that show how far it should be by now, and flags on the other side that shows where it is by now. It's not looking and good. And it's way behind yeah. schedule. What the hell? So, um, Saito says to the troops, um, your officers think they are too good to work. See, he's trying to get the officers to turn against Nicholson. Mm -hmm. So he's, you know, he's called another meeting. He stands on his box and, you know, so this is what's happened. Uh, I have removed the head of the bridge tomorrow. I'm going to take over as command of the bridge building. Now today, because I am so good, I'm going to let you rest. And also, I have presents for you. Yeah, I didn't understand this part. Because he's trying to go, Nicholson isn't doing this for you. I know he's doing good cop, bad cop, but I didn't understand where these presents came from. Oh, it was the Red Cross packages they were supposed to be getting all along. Oh! Yeah, they had been stockpiled, so so they're opening them up going, hey, there are Red Crosses on these. These are our Red Cross packages. Like in war, the Red Cross gives POWs things? Yeah, but I they don't get I didn't know that there were so many rules to war. Yeah. Oh. So, um, the next day, um, they're at the bridge, and they have built a section of it, and the guys walk away from it, the whole thing collapses. Yeah. Which they're doing on purpose. Well. Well, you know, here's here's my situation. I'm a worker. I'm a I'm a regular infantry man. I'm GI Joe, and I didn't want to surrender 
But the people above me decided that that was a good idea. And then they decided that it was a good idea for me to whistle and march into this POW camp. And now they decided that's a good idea for me to work on this bridge for my enemy. I'm not going to, why am I going to build a bridge for my enemy? No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make sure this bridge never gets made. Take it. Which only makes sense. Yeah. And this this bridge is not, my daddy was an engineer in World War II. And he built bridges, but it was nothing like this. I mean, it was like, uh, they they would build them, but they were just like flotation things or something. Okay, it's nighttime. They send three guards to the box to get Guinness out and take him to Saito's office again. But the, yeah, they do it under night because they don't want it, you know, they don't want it to be a big deal. They just, under the cover of night. So they bring Guinness out, and he can hardly walk. Oh, I mean, he does His legs have been like that for days. There's trivia on that. Yeah, there is. I read it. Mm-hmm. He, do, he does and a great walk. Where so he's, he's like, trying. He, yeah, but he is so stubborn. Oh, he that is he so will stubborn. Not get, he will not ask for help. He is going to walk to that office without any help. I'm going to be honest. At this point... He kind of does win me over because stubborn recognizes stubborn. And I, I tipped my cat to old boy. I said, you know what? I, I tip of the old cap because I, yeah. I get that. That yeah. is game recognizes game, playboy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So he goes in and there is Saito going, hey, come over, sit, sit by me while I eat my dinner. So you know his mouth is watering. He hasn't had any food or water. And what does Saito have for dinner but English corned beef? <laughs> is that what it was? Because I thought it was Spam. I said, Well, he said it was English corned beef, but it sure did look like Spam. I'm like, that looks like a gelatinous. And then I, I laughed really hard because <laughs> the whole reason that he's having this is to make this English guy wa- mouth water. And I'm like, well, the British aren't known for their culinary expertise. No, they aren't. So and I'm hilarious. laughing because I'm going, well, I wonder whose Red Cross package he stole to have this dinner. <laughs> and he's also drinking scotch. And he offers some to yep. Guinness. Looks like Johnny Walker fire, but I don't it think was that was Johnny a Walker something. Oh, I'm not and a fan. Guinness said, no, thank you. It'll go straight to my head. I haven't had anything to eat or drink forever. <laughs> I that don't will, want the food. That will get me so messed up, guy. At this point, Guinness says, you know, I intend to make a full report of your activities <laughs> at this scale. As he's swaying, because he, he doesn't, he, he sees that he has legs, but he cannot feel them. So he is, he is very unsteady, but he is so stubborn. He's like, I'm not going to show any weakness. And the first thing out of his mouth is, I'm going to write a full report. I'm going to write you up. I'm going to write you up. This is going on your permanent record. Your permanent war record is going to be tainted from now on. So Saito chooses to go the route of commander to commander. Yes. Look, here's the thing. I got to get this bridge built. It's on me. And um, (laughs) Guinness goes, eh, but none of my officers are going to do it. (laughs) So Saito gives, he says, okay, how about this? Only the junior officers help me. 
and the senior officers will will be um, you know like supervisors. Guinness goes. No, I mean he. This guy is finally making a concession. What part of my <laughs> officers do not work? Don't you understand? Do we need another translation? Is there a translator around here? Should I just walk myself back to the oven? Because is <laughs> no. And so Saito goes, do you know I will kill myself if this bridge isn't done on time? So what would you what would you do? And Guinness goes, I guess I'd have to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. I think that's an excellent idea, Saito. <laughs> Why don't we just go with that? We can arrive at a solution. It's perfect. So Guinness says, the first job as a, of an officer is command. I have officers who have built bridges all over. Saito oh. goes, well, the bridge is now under my personal command. <laughs> and he goes, I hate the British. Oh, yeah. He just... And Guinness goes, this is a pointless conversation. Well, and he well wait, up. wait. We, we come to find out Saito went to school in Britain. He went to, yeah, he, that's, he went to engineering school in Britain. He spent three years there. Oh. When he was pouring the scotch, he was like, oh, yeah, I went to school there. I spent three years in Britain. Hence why I speak such eloquent English that apparently you're not understanding me. <laughs> uh, uh, that's when he said he hates the British. Yeah, and then, and then what's his face is like sticks to his guns and he's like, God Damn it, I hate the British. <laughs> Jeez. Look at this. What is this? This isn't meat. It's a some sort of gelatinous substance. And what is this? I lied. I prefer sake. I don't like so, this. At this point, uh, Guinness does drink the scotch. Mm -hmm. He drinks two scotches, actually. I'll have a and he goes, this conversation is pointless. He stands up and lets the guards take him back to the hole. To the hole, good sir. We're back at Holden, who is living the life of oh, Riley wolf. in this village. Uh, the, it, a harsh cut to beautiful beach vista. And we see it's it's some hospital in Ce Ceylon? Ce Ceylon? No, 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 not yet. Not oh, yet, it's not? not? Yet. Oh, no. no, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he's in the village. That's and right. He's, got he's in the a, village. a flower lay on. Oh, and he's got like a plaid... Um, wrap around yeah that's right um thing around his important parts and he's getting in a what are those things called they're those, those catamaran yeah those like thai sort of southeast asian boats that it's the the canoe and then off to the side it has the balancing canoe like Outwardly thing canoe yeah you've, something like you've that seen right it. just southeast so asia canoe type thing and, of course, there are women with him because oh. he has just charmed the... Oh, how many little Holdens did he leave in that town? Yeah, he left a lot. <laughs> and so, um, but he's getting in this little thing because uh, he is on his way to escape from, you know, he's all better now. Well, he is a happy man. He's he waving goodbye. The women are very sad to see him go. Yeah. He's rowing and rowing and rowing. Wait for it. Mm -hmm. He's rowing and rowing and rowing. Well, it is, he is on an island, and so he has to. 
He has to do a lot of rowing. And he's rowing some more, at which point you see him passed out in the boat. He he runs out of the water they'd given him, runs out of the food they'd given oh, him. Oh, he looks he, around, and I'm like, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. There is no soccer ball to make into Wilson. I'm like, you're better off peeing in that jug and drinking it, my friend. Don't do he what you're about drink. to do. He <gasps> did drink the water because he, he wasn't in the ocean yet. But I wouldn't have. No. Oh, God, no. Not and we'll find out why in a minute. Oh. Oh. The boat, the boat is just drifting and drifting and drifting. We're back at the camp. And back to the box. And uh, Guinness is out. Guinness comes out again. And all the troops salute him. He's back at Saido's office. I have I wrote date, but I don't know what that means. Um, and Saito has given the troops a day of rest. It's an amnesty for the officers. Mm. He has decided that there will be no manual labor for the officers. Oh, snap. I knew it. What? I, a crack in the arm. I am, I am British. Stubborn <laughs> has won. And the and the troops are going. He's done it, yeah. and they're cheering. Oh, he, this guy! He he is now in mythical status. There are yeah. people who will take multiple bullets for this man. The loyalty, anything, anything he asks, anything they at will all. do. And we cut to Saito, and he is crying. Oh, he leaves, and he crying. just... Crying. He cries like a teenage girl into his pillow, literally. I and thought that I, was a bit much. I thought he might commit, you know, Harry Carey. I don't think it's Harry Carey. has been dishonored. Else. I don't think... It's not Harry Carey, though. What is it with the little knife? Um, I forget. I always forget what it's called. Yeah, it is something else. Anyway, we're back at the bridge. Guinness is in charge. And um, the his planners, the, you know, there were engineers with the British. And they're going, the Japanese couldn't have picked a worse location. And they have no teamwork going on. Uh, there's no order. There's no discipline. And Guinness goes, we've got to rebuild the battalion. It was a battalion. I was we right. <laughs> we will show them what the British can do. So now Guinness wants to build this bridge that is going to be amazing. The problem is, it's a bridge that is opening a pathway between Ragoon in India and... Well, no, it's to get to India. Right, it's He's to get to India. Yeah, it's basically giving the Japanese a straight shot into taking over India. Right, exactly. Which is like... Which we don't want to happen. No, because at this point in time, India is... That's the empire. That's a part of the British Empire. British Empire. Mm-hmm. And so... Right now, Guinness is only focused on, I can make the best bridge ever. Guinness can, is so happy. It's like he's in this, his mind has done this trick on him where it's not really taking in everything that's going on. And it's just like, okay, 
I'm in a, we're in a prison camp, but it's almost like he's doing Life is Beautiful. Remember that movie? Exactly. Where it was the Roberto Benigni, was his name Roberto Benigni? And we'll go with it, maybe not, but how he was in a a concentration camp and his little son was in there and sort of hide the, from like the horror, the absolute mind boggling, mind frying, like this is going to haunt you the rest of your life and your children's 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 lives forever. Like harrowing, harrowing, post-traumatic stress, misery, all of that. I'm going to make it like it's a fun little game and stuff. So it, it will hide it from them. So right. he's like, okay, you know what? They want us to make this bridge. That's the objective. I'm in the army. It, this is an order. I'm just going to look at it as an order. We're going to build this bridge and we're going to build the best damn bridge that's ever been made. And by doing that, the the troops, they will have a purpose and they will the, the morale will be lifted because they will have a purpose and they will have a job and will have camaraderie and their whole well-being will be better. And this situation that we're in, it won't be as awful. It will actually be good, which that kind of does make sense. It's true. So his way to build morale is to build this bridge Mm -hmm. that helps the Japanese. Holden's way to build morale was to keep trying to escape. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm leaving. Okay, so the doctor says to him, wait, you really want to build this good bridge? Yeah, why And Guinness goes, yeah, we're going to take pride in the work. We're going to build a proper bridge. Um, So Guinness goes to meet with Saito. And Guinness' position... Because they've they've taken... He's taken a tour, right? So he's taken a tour of the bridge, and he looks, and he... My favorite shot in the film, it's the, the camera is down looking up and he's walking across a bridge beam and Guinness looks down and just with his cane that he always has, he flicks something <laughs> off of, a, like it's supposed to be holding the metal parts together and he was just able to flip it with a wooden piece and he's, and he just looks at his, his uh, minions and basically says, what, what the hell is this? Like this is shoddy work. No. <laughs> And then they go around, and every time they see the, every time the troops see them, they they start chanting and yelling, and they're frolicking and swimming. And Holden says, "No, no, no, put an end to all of this." And then they start. Then he looks and and he says um, to one of his his right hand man, he says, "Now, if you were going to build a bridge, if, you, if this if you were in charge of this, what would you do?" And he says, "Well, first of all, I wouldn't build the bridge here." Because no matter how much they dig, it's going to sink. There's no bottom. All this is is sand. And he says, well, where would you build it? He says, I would build it down there because there's bedrock. And then he goes to his left-hand man. And he goes, yes. He says, "Uh, do you think that the people are being used adequately? Like, how would you get them? how, How could we optimize their performance? And he spouts off some stupid management bullshit. And then he's like, hmm, gentlemen, we're going to build the shit out of this bridge. Let's write up a proposal. So he just basically gets all nerdy and crap. And then they go and they have this meeting with Saito. He's got tunnel vision because this is going to be his masterpiece. 
and and his men are behind him. They are going to build the best damn bridge that was ever built. So he goes to Saito, and he goes, uh, the position of the bridge is, is bad. It's in a bad place. There's it, It's built on mud that's too soft. By the way, I'd like a cup of tea. We're going to build a new bridge. We're going to alter the daily work schedule. I'm going to revise the working party. And he was like giving everybody more hours of work. Yeah, he says, um, I like to first he says, um, I like to revise the men's production, the productivity for the day. Um, you have it at one and a half. We'll say one and a half, whatever. And so Saito's like, yeah, he's like, um, because, you know, you're waiting for him to decrease it. And he says, uh, well, I'd like to bump it up to two. And Saito is, did, why did, excuse, why did you just say <laughs> you want to bump it up? He's like, yeah, I think we can. We have the numbers. And every time, like, I got to say, this guy is a leader. He, I was, he I was drawn in. He's a great talker. He says, yes, um, take it away. And then the guy's got all the, the right-hand man's got all his figures. He's like, I've done a time study, and I, I wanted to punch that guy in the face. As soon as I heard that the word time study, I, I wanted to just shoot the TV. I was like, oh, this is where it comes from. He got real angry And then he goes, fast. I'm going to take people who are working on the railroad off of there. So you still need the railroad being built because the railroad is going to is what the bridge is going to go across the River Kwai. Right. It's a railroad bridge. So I need those men on my bridge. So I'm going to need your guards to build the railroad. Yeah. Like somebody's going to need to take up the slack and build the railroad. So your so guards Sarito's are going to need to. pretty much just taking it up his butt. Yeah. And he's like, what? And then he says, you know, and then we could keep their... I mean, they're doing like one and a half, but if my guys are doing two, then I kind of think your guys should also do two, um, just because we don't want to get so out of sync. And also, I think it would really be a good kind of like competition. And you can't argue with it. Uh, I mean, it made so much sense. And he's just sitting there just going like this. I should have taken this guy out. Yeah. Oh, well, I wrote Saito is a broken man. I mean, everybody else leaves except the two of them. And Saito is just broken. He's just like, I, I don't want this. I should have been in Tokyo. I should have been like an attache or something. How am I in Burma with this stupid bridge? Oh, I hate it. I hate the British. <laughs> but all he asks is, can you finish it on time? So Guinness goes. Well, you know, <laughs> you wasted a month having me in that oven, and that's not on me. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and, he's, and the way that he says that is so quintessentially British. I wasn't to blame for that. Yeah. I'll tell you, it doesn't look good, but we're going to try. He says, I would say it's impossible, but, you know, we did have a slight setback for a month that wasn't my fault. So, <laughs> oh, the shade this guy just throws. So one of the one of the British guys goes, you know, there's a tree in in the jungle that resembles the elm tree, and the elm trees are what London Bridge was made out of, and it lasted six hundred years. And oh, 
The look on on Guinness's face. Six. This bridge could be around for six hundred years. And I'm I like, think relax. he actually had an orgasm. He did. Sure. Yeah. Like, oh my god, this bridge that we're building could last over six hundred years. I wanted to slap him. Oh, man. Like, yeah, the one that's going to help the Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that bridge is in this war torn region is going to last for six hundred years. I don't think so, buddy. Not if the Allies have anything to do with it. Okay, now we jump to Ceylon. Ah, Ceylon. Ceylon, which is today... Sri Lanka. I did look that up. Sri Lanka. Okay, there there is a hospital there. Mm-hmm. And who's in the hospital? Well, wait. The hospital... The Ceylon is magnificent. It is breathtaking. Oh. There's beaches... There is nice wind. Everybody I, think is Think of clean. Hawaii without it, the volcano. No volcano ash. It's <laughs> white. Everything is just white, white, white. Literally. <laughs> Even the people. Well, we couldn't do a people of color count. There are a lot. In there this. were a lot of, because there were a lot of um, Southeast, South, yeah, Southeast Asians. They were Part- I have a good trivia about that, too. They weren't particularly, um, like, their portrayal wasn't particularly stellar, but it also wasn't super cringeworthy. I mean, the, the, the Japanese are not portrayed very well in this, but it's a World mm. War II film. <coughs> True. But well, Holden's on the beach with a blonde babe. Oh, and I wrote blonde babe, but turns out she was a lieutenant yes. in the navy. In the navy or in the? I would think it was navy. Was it though, like the like the waves, <coughs> like what Grammy was in? Maybe she a wave. And he's working on getting a medical discharge while he's swimming on the beach, drinking martinis and kissing this hot blonde. Yep. And he, it, he, look, water. he looks fantastic. I don't see any bullet holes. He's able to swim and run around and frolic. And he and he's looking mighty good. He's looking great. And he tells the woman, he says, I'm going to get a medical discharge. I'm getting out. And she says, why are you getting out? And he says something about like, look, civilian life. Like, I'm a civilian at heart. I don't like all this mumbo jumbo, get me out of here. I did my time. I'm out. Well, somebody comes to him and says, Major Warden is interested in the railroad you worked on. And he gets a look like, uh oh. I told you people everything. Lord Mountbatten is even mentioned. <gasps> Mountbatten. Speaking of the royal family. Tomorrow in the morning. Um, well, no, he, first he, needs- he says, like, this evening. And Holden, oh, yeah. Holden okay, looks back at the at the blonde frolicking in the waves, and he says, "No can do. <laughs> nope, got plans." And he says, "Tomorrow morning around ten. He's like, "I can do that." Yeah, and the guy goes, "Good luck." Like he needed good luck. Yeah, okay, like, so he I'm frolics holding. in the ocean with the blonde. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're at the Southeast Asia Command. 
And I wrote they were playing war, but then I crossed it out and wrote they were training. <laughs> Definitely looked like a game to me. <laughs> they're, do, they're trying to do... They're, these are British. They don't... At this point, they really didn't know commando styles. They didn't really know jungle fighting. They had to... They're used to lining up and just walking they in lines. jungle fighting. And, and I thought that the guy in the white pants and the, and the pretty top... <laughs> I thought that was Lord Mountbatten, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a Colonel Green, and he's in charge of the, quotation marks, commando school. They don't call it a commando because it's not at all commando. But he is showing Holden this new stuff, plastic explosives. Yes. And he's asking how he got out. And evidently, as he was floating in the ocean because it had been an island, he a rescue plane spotted him. Yeah, because Holden was, I'm pretty sure that he was suffering from his bowels being um, pooped out of his body from drinking that water. He was all sorts of cramping <laughs> up and just pooping yeah. everywhere, sweating. <clears throat> he was completely out of it. So they have a map that shows uh, this this um, trail, this this passageway yeah. between Ragoon and um, and Bangkok. And Holden is looking at his watch. He does not care. He he occasionally he wants looks no at part the map. Of any of this? He has a, and he says, "Wait, where did you pick me up?" And the guy's like, "Oh, we picked you up here, but we have this." And he's just like, "Ah." He doesn't want any of this. He's I and left sort of there. Like, and we rescued you. So come on, give us the time of day. Mm -hmm. And then Colonel Green is saying, you know, we don't have any firsthand knowledge. So everybody sees the handwriting on the wall, including Holden. And um, we're taking a group to blow up the bridge. Oh, well, Please join. Uh, an RSVP is requested. And he says, no, I don't want to join. I'm not. I just got out of there. I'm leaving. And he, and he goes, by the way, by the way, um, I'm not authorized to work with the British. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm American, uh, I can't Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. American, so I can't do this. Um, it's, I'm not, yeah, that's right. I haven't been authorized to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, uh, BTW. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to... really a commander. Yeah, oh, you know what? Also, you guys, funny story. Funny thing, funny thing happened. So I'm kind of not an officer. Um, I was on the ship. That ship went down. I was in a situation where a bunch of us kind of like survived and there's this guy and he wasn't going to survive and he was an officer and he was dead. And I kind of quickly did the math because I'm a survivor. Like they're going to write songs about me. This woman, Beyonce, she's going to be in this group and she's going to write a song. It's going to be about me. It's going to call I'm a survivor. That's what I do. He was an officer. I said, I bet because I had to read the Geneva Conventions. It was the only thing that was on the Navy boat. I knew that they had to treat officers well. So I saw the officer's uniform. I put it on. So then, you know, I could survive, be treated well. I'm not really an officer. 
and you know, and the guy's just listening. And he says, you know, and then I was at the POW camp. I was an officer, blah, blah, blah. Uh, You guys picked me up. And, you know, I saw where the NCOs, the hospital wing of the NCOs, and I saw where the officers, that one. And I, you know, I just didn't correct anyone. Because, I mean, like, you know, my point of view. So I'm sorry. But I'm not sorry. So, so Colonel Green goes. So you've impersonated an officer. Pretty much. But we can say that you were off your rocker in the jungle. Well, that's what I'm gonna say. I'm going to <clears throat> say that, like the jungle, it really messed up my head. It did a number on me, and I impersonated an officer. Um, because I'm crazy, and then I'm gonna get a medical discharge, and I'm gonna be done with all this bullshit. And Colonel Green goes, BTW, I happen to have your service records here, and here's a photograph of you. So in one sense, you're a hero for escaping, but we can't give you the military cross since you impersonated an officer. But if you volunteer to go back and blow up that bridge, I think we can make everything work out. I see. I see. So that's what the Americans told you to tell me, basically. Yeah. And the Uh, Americans sold me down the river. Well, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like I'm going back. Well, now we're back at the bridge. And this bridge... Um, oh my god. It's a first rate bridge. It looks amazing. And the doctor says to Guinness, Are you convinced building this bridge is a good idea? Uh yeah. Look at the morale. Look at how happy everyone is. They're Duh. well fed, good attitudes, they're getting better treatment. And the doctor says yeah, but don't but, you kind of consider it... Um, uh, um, uh, what's that uh, word? Big picture, though, Colonel. Co- big conspiring picture. Conspiring with the enemy? Yeah, couldn't this be seen as... Um, wow, what's that word? Uh, treason? And Guinness says, these are POWs. And more importantly, this bridge will last to be remembered... That it was built by the British, and the British know how to do shit. Wars come and go, young doctor. But this bridge is <coughs> going to be used by the locals. There, There's going to be traffic on this bridge eventually. It's going to be great. It's going to... And they're going to know. Because whenever you use any form of... any, Whenever anyone goes anywhere that was built by people against their will, they always think, first and foremost, who built it. That's right. Because that's how history it works. I was like, this motherfucker, get out of here. No one's going to remember who built the damn bridge. Now we're back in Salon. Uh, and we see the blonde bombshell lieutenant leaving Major Shear's place. My man. They are in a meeting to pick the fourth person for their team. It is going to be Holden, 
mm, green. <laughs> uh, I know there's a oh, Chapman. <laughs> Chapman, and they're they're in a meeting to pick the fourth person. And uh, um, actually, they pick a guy named Joyce because he was a really good swimmer and because he had great blue eyes. And he was like, this guy is probably going to be they were thinking he was the next young hunk. They said, give me the next James Dean. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so they go with him. And actually, Holden is worried about uh, Warden. Okay, so then we have a parachute jump. Actually, Holden was supposed to have some practices, and they went, you know, we found out in practices people <laughs> usually break a leg or something, so we're just not going to have you practice. They we're say that, you that the first time you, you – your first jump, you have a 50-50 chance of getting hurt. Your second practice jump, that you'd have, like, basically an 80% chance of getting hurt. And by the time you're doing your third jump, you've pretty much already been hurt, and if you haven't, then you will get hurt on this jump. So we've decided to scrap all practice jumps and we're just going to like, we're just going to wing it. It's fine. Nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for this. We're going to wing it. You're fine. You're a, you're a Navy guy. You're fine. You can jump out of an airplane. It's fine. And so who ends up in the tree? Chapman. Not Holden. <laughs> Not Green. Not Joyce. No. Chapman. And guess what? He's dead in the tree. He's dead. And I, I didn't even remember Chapman. <laughs> I've, I don't think we even met him. I don't think we even... I, th- I think he was in the room and somebody said Chapman. But yeah, he... he they see... He's landing. They say... Truth be told, I thought it was field. a chaplain. <laughs> chaplain. They brought the chaplain. Because no, none of y'all are going to survive this <laughs> commando mission. Okay, so now there are three of them, but they hook up with a guide who's going to take them through the jungle. Now, they don't have any more men. Well, wait, so at this have- point, at this point, though, also, something happens and they can't, because the whole reason that they had Holden go is because he had been there before. And so he could lead them to where it was. But when they where they jump and how they ended up jumping they're going to be taken on a course where he doesn't he doesn't know the way so he's just sitting there as the plan gets revised and they're telling him like oh we're gonna go this way and holden just says so basically the whole reason that i'm here is because i knew this one way to go and we're not going to use the way we're going to go so why am i even here right so i i I could be back in salon with the The lieutenant lieutenant Okay, so they didn't have anybody to carry all their gear, so they had to get women. Well, because all the guys that the guy had, because the, the translator guide, he hates the Japanese because they took all his men to work on the, to build the bridge and work on the railroad and stuff. So all they have is women, but the women are really good at carrying stuff. Did you see they were barefoot? Well, they're really good at carrying stuff. Because they had those long, 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 long poles. Mm-hmm. And they had stuff on each end, and then they'd balance the pole on their shoulders. Yeah. Well, of course, there was stuff. flirting going on. Oh, yeah. And Joyce was helping one of the women. And then they had to go through this this swamp-like thing. Erin, what happened? 
A swamp-like thing? Are you talking about the leeches? Yeah, I am. Oh, yeah. What? Ugh. The whole time, though, they're just cutting through the jungle, and you're just thinking of all the snakes, and then they have to go through machete. the Machete. They were macheting through. And then they say, oh, there's leeches. So then they had to... Holden's burning... Or not Holden, the other guy. Warden. He's burning yeah. the leeches off his legs with a cigarette. It's Ugh, like, this so is disgusting. disgusting. Okay, so um, they have a radio, and the radio's not working, and Holden kicks it because he's pissed, and it starts working, because that always works. It does. And one woman is getting especially close to Holden. Joyce has a bit of a thing going on, too. He does. So then we're th we get to the bridge. Oh. And... Well, before that, yeah. go ahead with uh, with Warden, the one who Holden was worried about. Well, because also Holden, um, Warden had this pill, and it it's like, I don't know. It was some sort of like, so that, you know like how the Russian spies, they had the cyanide pill, and if like, they were going to yeah, be Elizabeth taken. Elizabeth has it around her neck yeah, right now. If they were going to be taken, they'd eat it so that they couldn't be questioned. So he couldn't be taken alive. So he randomly, uh -huh. at one point, he shows holding the pill. And it kind of looked like a, a red fish oil pill. So you know that he basically is in a... He's very close to death. He's thought about death a whole bunch of times. And he's not going to get caught. And so they are taking a bath in... Like a river, rivery waterfall kind of situation. They're washing. They're washing up. They're frolicking. Beautiful um, cinematography. Uh huh. That David Lean, and one of the women runs into a Japanese soldier, and she screams. Rut roll. And then, because they're on a commando mission, so they can't be seen. So they take them all out. They take out the, the Japanese guys. And in the ensuing gunfight, um, oh, no, before that, though. So, yes, yeah, during the gunfight, and they need to, they saw a guy, because they needed to make sure there were no survivors to go back and report and say that they saw Americans. Right. So they had to chase down the Japanese guy. Before that, when Joyce was, when they were asking Joyce if he wanted to be on the, the thing, because Joyce was always a pencil pusher because he was a real smart guy, but he wanted to be in the shit. And so they said, they gave him a knife and they said, are you 100% sure that when the time comes, you're going to be able to kill somebody? It's not easy, son. You know, the, the same speech that they always give to young people and stuff. And so... They, they're looking, they're looking for the Japanese guy, the lone survivor, and Joyce comes up to him and finds him, and he hesitates, and Warden comes over him, and he stabs him, and, and as he stabs him, a gunshot goes off, mm -hmm. and Joyce says, you know, I was going to, I was going to stab him, I was going to do it, I was going to do it, and Warden just kind of gives him a look, and he's grimacing, and he just, he just limps, and Joyce says, were you hit? So Warden hobbles up and he says that he was that it was just grazed on his ankle and he might have just hit the bone. But he proceeds to really be limping a lot. And at one point he stops and cuts off his boot and just which walks. was bright red with blood. 
Yeah. Well, all the blood in this movie was bright was way red. Too, way too yeah. red. Super red. Because we know it dries dark. Yeah. It, oh, uh, <laughs> I was like, man, that, this is some, that's just red paint. So he cuts off, I don't understand why he cuts off his boot and just proceeds to walk in his sock. Because it was so swollen, oh. he couldn't keep it on. His his whole ankle had, and foot had swelled up so much he couldn't keep the boot on. I see. But, but then how are you going to walk without any protection on And it? he had made a whole thing about how this was a commando mission, and if anybody got hurt, they were just going to be left there. You know, just like how Chapman was just buried there. You know, ain't nobody got time to be carrying anybody. We are Unless on a it's mission. You. Yeah. Yeah. So he tells them to leave him and hold in this, like, cut your bullshit, man. Like, you know, we're pretty close to the bridge. We're just going to carry you till, till we get to the bridge, you know. So that's what they do. And they come across the bridge. So Guinness, uh, crisis. Uh, it's a crisis because they're not finishing the bridge on time. So even the officers at this point volunteered to work because... The British pride was involved. They were going to get this freaking bridge done on time. Yeah. Uh, and then the doctor asks Sioto something. I don't know what. And then Guinness says, this is our show. Yeah, I don't know what either. Okay. So I don't know what that was. So now the, the, the commando team is in the river. And they are bathing. And the women... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, wait, that this was all of I that. Just saw. So at, at, at this point, the women are, are putting like this clay um, on on the team so that they are camouflaged. But yes. I thought of our um, pedicures when they put the clay on your legs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow, they're giving them a whole body do, yeah. exfoliation. But no, it was it was camouflaging them. It was. Which, it, in this case, it isn't offensive because they need to darken their white skin to be able to camouflage. They're not doing, like, they're not singing and dancing. And it was it, not a minstrel show, and it wasn't even black. It was like a like the green clay that's coming out of the river. Mm -hmm. Because it, it's, it's to, they're white. And, you know, in the darkness, white skin reflects the light more than dark skin. And they need to, they, they need to be stealth. So, um, so they're at the bridge and, um, oh, excuse me, Guinness is putting a sign up on the bridge. Yeah, of course. Because this wasn't about him at all. It wasn't, but what does no. the sign say? I know you paused it to write it down. This bridge was designed and constructed by soldiers of the British Army. On February through May 1943, Lieutenant Colonel L. Nicholson commanding. This what? isn't about you, buddy. Okay. So, Warden has a plan for setting all the charges. Um, as Guinness is admiring the work on the bridge... You know what's going to happen. So Saito's walking on the bridge. He says, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful creation. Oh, that's all Guinness needed to hear. So tomorrow, Guinness says, will be my 28-year anniversary with the military. Did I make a difference? <laughs> Did I matter? Sure. 
So the men are preparing entertainment for the night because the bridge is finally finished, finished on time, and it is a freaking amazing. It's an amazing bridge. So you know if it's entertainment and it's guys, a whole bunch of them have to dress as women. Because I guess that's just what they do. If you have ever seen South Pacific, this is, you know, men dressed as the Polynesian women with the grass skirts. And this didn't have the coconut bras. I will say that they did have little and, and wigs. But so, yeah, men dancing as native women, grass skirts. Um, Sioto is at his writing desk, which I thought again he was gonna kill himself. I, oh, it's called did. Sepaku. S e p p u k u. Okay, that is not what I thought it was called. So, at the bridge, the guards are walking back and forth, back and forth, and the team is on a raft that's covered with vines and leaves, so it looks like it's just some stuff going down the river. And they're setting the explosives, the plastic explosives that can get wet. Mm-hmm. And then Guinness is, is on the bridge in the evening. He is enjoying his evening. He is enjoying his masterpiece. Um, and um, he's, he's telling the men, most of the men are going to move to a new camp and a new construction tomorrow. But he's going to stay and he's going to stay with the sick. Um, and they're going to come later on a train across the bridge to their new designation to build something else new. And he tells the men, you're going to feel proud of what you achieved and what you survived with honor. We're going to turn our defeat of surrendering into a victory. And the best thing is the bridge is going to get the sick to a new camp where they're going to get more help. This is the end of the entertainment night. And then they all sing, God save the king. Yes. At that point, there was a king. And I was like, man, my whole life, it's been God save the queen. But honestly, it's been my country, tis of thee. Yeah, that, yeah, (laughs) for us. So Joyce is on one side of the river, and the guide and Sheer, uh, Holden, are on the other side of the river, Warden is up on a mountain overlooking everything. So, so night falls. Okay, go ahead. They go to sleep. They wake up in the morning. Wait, so they, they already, to get the, they packed the explosives at night. It was Joyce and Sheer. They went with their clay bodies and they, they swam under and they put, they fastened the explosives and the they ran the wire down to the place down the river a bit. And then uh, Joyce stayed there where the detonator was. Warden's up on the hill with the women, which I thought was funny. He's like a pimp up there. And uh, Holden was across the river on the other side. And the problem over the night, the river went down. Yeah, when they woke up, the river was gone. The river was at low tide. You could see all of the wires. Well, you couldn't see all of them, but there was this branch that was sticking out in the middle of the river. And wouldn't you know it, the wire was hooked onto that. So it kind of protruded. So you would, you, if you wouldn't really see it, but if you were a stickler for details, you would see it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we really didn't have to worry about the Japanese guards because they weren't really looking for anything. But of course, who is the stickler for detail? Well, the guy who is the nerdlinger. Nerdlinger alert. (laughs) Okay. So that morning they're having a ribbon cutting. Of course. To cut the ribbon. (laughs) They're they're all prisoners. (laughs) And they're so proud of what they've done for the Japanese army. This guy is like, we need, well, can we fly in a band to play for, where did you, where did they get the ribbon from? I don't even know. And and who gave they, him a sword? Why did you give him a sword? The commandos have decided that they want not only to take out the bridge, but they want the train also taken out as it's crossing the bridge. Yeah, more bang for so, your buck. Yeah, and this is all a timing event. Well, you hear whistling again. <gasps> She'll be coming around the mountain. No, it was doo-doo, doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Oh, and the troops right. are marching over because, remember, they're going to a new camp. And now when they march and whistle, it is on point and on beat. It is because they are feeling good about the mission they have accomplished for the Japanese army. They are organized. And Warden is saying up at the top of the mountain, don't wait for the train. Don't wait for the train. Blow the bridge as soon as the trips, you know, the POWs are off of it. But Warden doesn't have any communication with the guy that's with No, the he's just saying it to the women and himself and God. And the doctor, the doctor goes to uh, Guinness. I'm, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be a part of this. This bridge was a bad idea. I don't want anything to do with it. So Guinness is on the bridge. The train is five to ten minutes out. You hear the train whistle. And um, Sayoto takes a knife out of his pocket every time I'm sure he's going to kill himself. Yeah, I'm like, what is this guy doing? And at this point, Guinness sees the wires. And he's going from side to side of the bridge, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So he goes to to Sayoto. We need to have another look around before the train crosses. This guy, he says, seriously, we need to we need to inspect. I I just have this feeling we need to inspect the bridge again. So they get down and the, and they're walking toward Joyce. Yeah, because he goes, he sees the wire in the in the river. It was on the branch, and he starts following it. And he starts pulling it because it had been covered by sand when the, when the tide point, went I'm out. And at this point, I'm thinking, buddy, you're British. You're a British commanding officer. You don't, you can't put this together. Right. Like, you don't know what's happening. Somebody wants he to does it because he's too full of himself. He is. Somebody wants uh, Somebody wants to blow up this bridge. Somebody thinks it's a bad idea. And I'm guessing that it's the same, like, your side. So right. why aren't you like, oh, oh, there's nothing to see here. Got it. Got okay, it. go ahead and, br- and blow the bridge. Because... His his whole his whole id is involved in the bridge. Mm-hmm. You hear chugga 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 chugga. Uh, the train's coming. That the wire is leading them right to Joyce. You know Joyce, who they thought was going to freeze when mm-hmm. it came to killing somebody. Well, Sayoto goes right to Joyce. And he kills him. Yeah. Well, Holden does yell, "Kill him!" <laughs> yeah. 
everybody's yelling. Then the British, um, the, uh, the British commando are trying to blow up the bridge, and Guinness starts yelling for help. Well, he so Joyce comes over. He kills the British guy, and then uh, Guinness jumps on Joyce, and Joyce says, "I'm a British officer. I'm a British officer. We're commandos. We came here to blow up the bridge." And then Guinness gets all mad and starts kind of like fighting him, saying, no, you can't blow up the... What? I don't understand what... You're a prisoner of war, and these other British guys have come, and they're like, no, we're here to blow up the bridge. Wouldn't you just yeah. be back off? But no, he's lost it. He's lost it. And uh, and you and you hear um, Holden yelling, kill him, kill him. Well, Joyce is stabbed, and... Well, no, Joyce uh, at this get point, stabbed. Holden is trying to swim across the river yeah, so but, that he can detonate. But at this point, because what's-his-face was a freaking narc and was yelling back, help. So now the Japanese guards are all running down They're and they start shooting. Everywhere. Yeah, they start shooting. So they shoot They shoot uh, Joyce. Joyce gets shot because Joyce is trying to climb back to, to detonate the bridge. And... Because the plunger is, what, 10 feet away at this point. And Guinness is on top of Joyce when he sees that Joyce gets shot. And he's just, I don't know, he's just acting a fool. And Holden is trying to run across the, the, at this point, a creek. And he's running. And he, he makes it to maybe like three feet within Guinness. And is trying to tell him, like, you know, blow up the bridge. Like, we're here. And he makes it just long enough so that Guinness can see who it is, that it's the guy, and he escaped. They make eye contact. They make eye contact. He's like, oh, you didn't die. And he dies. And so Warden is up, and he has one of those, like, what is it, a mortar Grenade launcher. Yeah, grenade launcher. He's seeing his whole plan go to shambles. So he puts the grenade in the grenade launcher and he has no choice. He throw he shoots it to where um Holden and Guinness are. Right. And so it goes up, it blows up. It doesn't blow up Guinness, but it messes him up. And And Guinness to Guinness goes at this point, what have I done? Yeah. At this point I think he kind of snaps out of it briefly and says what and he's hit by shrapnel from the grenade and he falls on the detonator he falls on the plunger luckily he falls on the plunger seconds before the train um the train just is about to just enters the front part enters the bridge when the bridge blows up so the train can't stop. And then the, the train goes into the water, too. The bridge is blown. The train's derailed into the water. Um, the doctor, you know, runs out of the jungle and goes, this is madness. And we see two birds flying away. Yep. That was the bridge on the River Kwai. The end. Well, it was like two hours and 40 minutes, but it was intriguing. And it was interesting to look at the uh, into the the personalities of the two men. And, and Saito, you know, finally gives in. He's a broken man, but 
he doesn't kill himself the way he's supposed to when he's dishonored. Warden doesn't take himself out the way he's supposed to to keep the mission going. Guinness is all about his own pride, and which ends up trying to help the enemy. And then he gets everybody killed because of that pride. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, just so like that British, like, no, whatever. Because it all basically boiled down to just we're better than everyone else because of our rules and how civilized yes. we are. It's all about the principle, mm-hmm. the principle of the thing. Because that's civilization and we are civilized. So Colonel Saito was actually based on a major Saito mm-hmm. who was considered to be one of the most humane and reasonable of Japanese officers. And Nicholson was actually based on Lieutenant Colonel Tusi, who spoke for Sito in the War Crimes Tribunal, So, and he was saved from the gallows mm-hmm. because he was evidently one of the Japanese uh, commanders who was the best to prisoners of war. Yep. David Lean actually nearly drowned um, and in the filming. David Lean, did he play Warden? No. That was Jack Hawkins played Warden. Oh. Okay, well, and I guess David Lean was down there. Yeah, he was directing. He was in the, yeah. he was in the shit. He was Because David Lean was a perfectionist, and it sounded like he was a bit of a dick. So... He was down there and, you know, trying to set up his shots, get the perfect shot and whatnot, and got swept away in the river. And Jeffrey Horn, who I think played Joyce, had to save yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite of the trivia is this. <laughs> I think I know what it is. They couldn't pay for a whole bunch of extras. So for all the POWs, they actually, they were actually, um, people native to Burma, the area there, and they put on white face. There was white face? <laughs> that is funny. Oh, I thought your favorite piece of trivia was going to be that they employed elephants to help build the bridge, and the elephants would take breaks every four hours, <laughs> whether or not the crew wanted them or not. They just basically were on <laughs> elephant were going, time. Uh, my yeah. clock says it is break time. Uh-huh. We're going to take this break. Well, white face was my favorite. That is good. That's pretty good. William Holden had to have a full body wax. Did you notice the difference between Holden and Joyce? Holden had no chest hair. Oh. I don't know why. Why they didn't let him have chest hair. Hmm. But he had to have a full body wax for this. That is crazy. I thought so. Uh, well, William Holden is a World War II veteran. I don't okay. know what he did in there, but he was in World War II. Um, let's see. Well, there were, like, um, David Lean got this role thanks to Catherine Hepburn. What? Because, let's see. John Ford, William Wilder, Howard Hawks, Fred Zinman, 
and Orson Welles all fell through with directing this. Wow. And Catherine Hepburn had worked with him, with David Lean on, I think it was Summertime, and told, who was the, the, Sam Spiegel? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Sam Spiegel, oh, David Lean would be good. Because he hadn't done, he hadn't done Lawrence of Arabia yet. He hadn't done his big pictures yet. And so they gave him the job. And the actress, actors, Lawrence Olivier was offered the part of Colonel Nicholson, and he turned it down to direct The Prince and the Showgirl. Because he said, um, I could go to, because they filmed it in Ceylon, which is present day Sri Lanka. And he didn't want to go there when he could be directing uh, makeout scenes with Marilyn Monroe. So he said, you know what, guys, Uh. I'm good. And Spencer Tracy, they offered the part to him, but he said, no, it needs to be a British person. Hello. Um, Charles Lockton, he was going to do it. Remember, he was in witness for the prosecution. Mm -hmm. They really wanted him to do it. But he was a, you know, he's a jolly man and he didn't want to go and deal with the humidity of Sri Lanka. Yeah, it was hot. Yeah, he was like, I'm not going there. No. So then conditioning at that time, a whole bunch of other people were considered, including James Mason. (gasps) Can you imagine Colonel Nicholson as James Mason? No, I know. So they finally offered it to Alec Guinness. And Alec Guinness and David Lean, they kind of got into some arguments. They did. They did. Um, I heard Alec Guinness, he was really worried about his portrayal in this. Mm. <clears throat> and um, Lean showed him hours worth of footage, at which point Guinness went, okay, okay, okay. And then he finally decided it was the best role of his life. Well... You know, the scene where he comes out of the oven and he's walking all weird. He took that from his 11-year-old son, who at the time was, uh, he was recovering from polio. Right. So he took how his son walked. He saw his son and he said, you know, you're onto something there, kid. Yeah. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this loss, this L that you got going on. I'm going to turn it into a W for your pops. Yep. And he did. And and the leeches were real. Ew. Yeah, the leeches were real. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh. Well, it won seven Academy Awards. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, for Alec Guinness. Yeah. Well, I guess we should say Sir, because he is Sir Alec Guinness. He is a Sir Alec. It won Best Music Scoring, Best Film Editing, Best Cinematography, <laughs> and Best Adapted Screenplay, which went to the ballet guy who wrote the book and didn't have anything to do with the screenplay and didn't even speak any English because the two guys who did, Foreman and Wilson, 
they were blacklisted by Hollywood at that point. Yeah. And they worked yeah. on the whole script in secret and not even together. Yeah. And so it Thank wasn't you, until, McCarthy. It wasn't until 1984 that they were posthumously given their Academy Awards. Wow. Mm-hmm. And now, it, okay, go ahead. Well, here's some more trivia. So, you know, that the bridge blowing up train scene, that's not CGI. That's all real. So they had to go through a whole bunch of, of scrutiny and planning to really get that and to nail it. And when they got the film stock, usually they would put the film on a boat and send it back to London. But because there was the Suez Canal crisis going on, they put the film on and traveled it to London by air. But it didn't get to London. What? So the producer started freaking out. Where is the footage? Where is the footage? They found it in Cairo on a tarmac in Cairo. What? It had not been exposed to light, but it had been exposed to that super hot heat, that Egyptian Cairo hot heat. Yikes. And they found it. They got it to London. They processed it. And everyone had their fingers crossed of, oh, my God, is the film, is the film ruined? Because oh my God. older people remember how finicky and fickle film was. Wow. It wasn't any of this digital stuff where we got it backed up and it's on a hard drive. But thankfully, it it processed perfectly. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine? Nope. It just that would have so sucked. It was like, oh. I don't think we would have, I don't think we'd have a movie. Somebody else would have won the Oscars. Yeah. Well, there were actually in real life two bridges. And both bridges were used for two years before the Allies bombed and took them out. Yeah, so they're going to be around for 600 years. <laughs> this guy. This guy. And that song, the... Yeah? That's... What's it called? Like Colonel Boogie or something? That's what That's what they said the name of it was. They say, yeah, and it's got some... Um, uh, I guess... Uh, I don't really think they're naughty because really fuck all the guys that they mentioned in the song. But it's got some, I guess, blue sort of um, lyrics to it. Blue humor lyrics, right? Yeah, it's basically saying about how, like, Hitler has one ball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, it's like Hitler, he only has one ball. Gehring has two, but they are small. Himmler has something similar, but poor old Goebbels has no balls at all. And they wanted the guys to be singing that, but at that time they couldn't, so yeah. they had them whistle it instead. Which, considering all the horrible atrocities that these men did, yeah, I'm really? like that, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think we could come up with better, but... <laughs> If Aaron were directing, the lyrics would have been there. Yeah, I would I would have gone for the jugular. But you know what? I would have been kicked off the movie because it would have been too <laughs> controversial. Yeah. Um, do you have any more trivia? Um, I don't. My my trivia was cut short because of just how long the film was. 
Mine was cut short because I watched it last night, and then um, I w it was getting late, and I knew I had to wake up for the wedding. Yeah. There was there was more trivia, but I think we hit the highlights. Yeah, though, that's basically the highlights. It's it's a great movie. I like it. It's so that dude is so British. Oh, so British. He's so British in his oh civilization. <sighs> We're gonna. You all are animals. Yeah. It's all about the principle. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, it is one to watch because it's such a classic. It is. Next week's film. Oh, what is next week's going to be? Let me have a pen and paper. It is a film noir. Ooh. Based on a short story by Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway. Hmm. Mm -hmm. He, I know he was a writer. It's a 1946 film starring Burt Lancaster and Ava Gardner. From Even Here to Burt Eternity? Lan no, it is not. Oh. Um, I, was, I was doing some research last week with the Marx Brothers, and this came up, and, and I was intrigued. It's called The Killers. The Killers? The Killers, film noir. Interesting. Nineteen forty six, you said. How can you not like th there's there's now a musical group called The Killers? Yes, which their second album is fantastic. So how can we not go with that? I think it's fantastic. Did you look to see how long it was? Did not. <laughs> Oh. Did I look to see if we can actually find it? Did not. Oh, so we might not be doing the killers. <laughs> it's possible we'll be we'll be doing a uh, a quarterback sneak. I'm sure that iTunes has the killers. iTunes has had everything we've needed so far, so we're we're hoping. I mean, how could they not have a Burt Lancaster Ava Gardner joint? That's what I'm saying. Hmm. So. We hope you enjoyed the wedding today, Blacker Than the Oscars. And we hope you enjoyed our talk about Bridge Over the River Kwai. I didn't even get to say my favorite line that they said a whole bunch of times when they were at the hospital in Sri Lanka with all the Go British guys. Everything was good show. It was like, oh, good show. And at one point he said, jolly good show. Jolly good show. Sh good show. It, good it was show. a jolly good show jolly at the wedding show. today. So in the, it made me think of the wedding. I was like, good show. Jolly good show. Jolly good show. Okay, listeners, see you next week for The Killers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.